Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. We talk about the common problems people have when training their horses and I give you tons of different exercises and ways to solve each problem. We talk about why the problem is there in the first place and why the exercises work too. We also delve into mindset and I give you practical ways to improve your mindset so you're able to train and compete your horse the way you want to. Today's episode though is all about motivation. We're going to look at how to get motivated and how to stay motivated. And we're going to look especially at how to keep that consistency so we don't get those ups and downs that we always have. Again, this one is going to be a really practical podcast, so I want you to grab your notebook or a piece of paper, and then we can go get started. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do share it. The best way to do this is to take a screenshot, and then you can share it on Instagram or Facebook. You can tag me in it too, and let me know what you think of it. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Jessica Gale Dressage, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to leave a review. So when we look at motivation, we, I mean, we all know the feelings. When we feel motivated, we feel like excited to get on our horses. Our training always seems to be so productive and we get off feeling like we've actually achieved something. Seeing our progress then drives us and we feel more motivated and it's all exciting and easy and fun. And then we have the other side of it, the unmotivated side. We've all been there when it's a struggle to drive to the yard after work to ride or to muck out in the dark in the mornings or even just to get out the car when it's chucking it down. Our training sessions feel like they take forever. You feel like you get nothing done and your progress seems to be at a snail's pace 
if you're seeing any progress at all. We've all felt and we've all been through this ebb and flow of motivation. But today we're going to look at firstly how to get motivated and then how to actually stay motivated. So over the last month or so, I've been doing so much research on this because it's something that I've always really struggled with. And especially with everything that's going on at the moment, it's so easy to become disheartened. I wanted to make sure that the tips and tricks that I give you actually work. So I've researched them and I've been putting them into practice for the last month now because I wanted to make sure that the things I tell you actually work. And I can guarantee to you now that these tips and tricks I give you have completely changed my motivation. I'm no longer having those massive highs and then those massive lows. And I feel like if I can get that in January when it's dark and wet and we're in lockdown, then theoretically it should get easier. So firstly, how do we become more motivated in the first place? The key is to find what motivates you. But first things first, we need to look at what areas of our life we feel we lack in that motivation or we find we have that ebb and flow. So I want you to write these areas down. Now, they don't have to be horse related. It can be that you struggle to get up in the mornings when it's really dark outside or you struggle to get the motivation to muck out when it's raining or you're in a rut and just can't find that motivation to score your horse. I know I get this last one a lot, especially when I feel like I'm not making any progress. So for me, one of the ones that I would write down is I struggle with my motivation to train my horses when I feel we're not progressing as we should be. But whatever these areas are, I want you to write them down. And it doesn't matter whether you're writing down one thing or 50 things. As long as you've got something written down, then we can work with that. Now, when we think about improving our motivation, you may have already heard people say before, you need to find your why. This is your reason why you ride, the reason why you have a horse. Your why is the thing that will get you up in the morning. It's the thing that will remind you of why you work so hard and why you do what you do. So you might ride because you love making a difference to your horse and seeing them improve. You might ride because it's your you time. You might ride because you want to be on an Olympic team. Everyone's why is different. But when times are tough or you've had a bad training session, remembering why you are here and why you ride and why you have your horse helps so much to keep things in perspective. It also stops that one bad training session or that one day that you miss riding or that one time that you have an off day. It stops it feeling like the end of the world. So what I want you to think about is why you ride. And I want you to write this down. Stick it somewhere where you'll see it to remind you. So I've got it up on my fridge. And it's great to leave the house and come back being reminded of why you're doing what you're doing. Then we need to think about how to motivate ourselves and make ourselves feel inspired. What do you watch or listen to or see that makes you want to do those things that you struggle with. So for me, when I watch like tutorials or masterclasses or other people compete, I get such a massive motivation boost to go and ride, to go and try that exercise, to go and get that look or feel that I've been seeing. 
or if I found a podcast that I love, I look forward to mucking out so I can listen to it. But find what gets your motivation really going. And I want you to make a list of these two. Now, they can be small or big things. It doesn't matter. But we're going to call them our motivators. So your motivators inspire you. They motivate you. They excite you. And once you know what these are, it makes staying motivated so much easier. So we've now got our how to get motivated part. But now we need to think about how we actually stay motivated. So I've got five tips to share with you. And the main thing I want you to get your head around is that when you think of motivation, think of it as a scale. You have a level 10 motivation where you feel super motivated and amazing. And then you have a level zero where you feel no motivation at all. Now, everyone has a point on that scale where they lose their mojo, where their motivation hits a point where they say, I've just lost it. You don't feel like you can do any of those things that you struggle with. And you just can't seem to get up the the excitement or the want to actually do it. Everyone's point, though, is different. So it's really important to start recognising where you are at on your scale each day and where your limit is. By doing this, you'll start to recognise when you're losing motivation and be able to put something in place to make sure you don't drop below that point where you feel like you've lost it. So that's your first tip know where you are on your motivation scale and know where your limit is. The next one carries on with what we were saying about our motivators and that is to plan ahead and to make time for those motivators. So if you find, let's say, watching tutorials helps you, then plan to watch one every week or every day or whatever works for you. But if you found, let's say, a podcast you love, then maybe only listen to that when you muck out. So you start to then actually look forward to mucking out. If it's competing or going to a lesson makes you feel motivated, then make competitions or lessons a regular occurrence in your calendar. By having these regular motivators throughout your day or week or month, it will make sure that you stay on track. You'll keep your motivation levels up and you'll never end up getting to that low point. Number three then is when you feel you're super motivated, don't stop doing what you're doing. A lot of the reasons why people have this ebb and flow is because they get in this rut where they have no motivation, they then work really hard to get themselves out of it, and then when they feel motivated, they then stop doing whatever it was they were doing that was working so well. So instead, what I want you to do is when you feel motivated, Try to sit down and make a note of what you are doing, what are your regular habits, what is it you are doing that is making you feel so inspired and so motivated. And then the magic trick is, you just keep doing that. Number four then is to reward yourself for the little things. Generally, most people would say they feel motivated when they make progress in their training. And most people feel they make the biggest progress in their training when they are in a lesson. But I would argue that those lessons always feel more motivating because you have someone there highlighting when you've done it well and when it's good. So this is what we need to get better at when we ride on our own. Now, this is really tough for us riders, though, because we are damn good at being perfectionists. We are very good at having an aim or a goal, 
and achieving it and then going, yeah, great, now what's next? We're not very good at stopping and thinking, actually, I'm really proud of myself for that. Now, sometimes your aim might be different each day. We all know with horses, one day your aim might be to work on your simple changes and then the next day your aim is just to get a nice forward walk trot transition. Horses are living creatures being operated by living creatures and this sometimes means that one of us are going to have a bad day. If your aim was to just get on and ride and you did that, go and celebrate that and find a reward that works for you. So I have one set up with a client and it's one of those things where if she comes up with five positives in a session, then she can have a gin and tonic that evening. Now, I'm not encouraging drinking alcohol after every session, but find a reward that works for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical thing. Just acknowledging the positives in your day will make such a difference. So one of the research papers that I looked at said that the more we try to look for the positives, the more we will see. So a bit like when you buy a car, let's say let's say you go and buy a red car, you then end up seeing them everywhere. Or I was talking to a friend recently about how you never see a grey dressage horse and then all I could see everywhere was grey dressage horses. But by spending more time looking for the positives in our life, we will get better at seeing the positives and then we'll feel happier, we'll feel more confident and we'll feel more motivated because of it. So finally, the last tip is to keep your healthy habits in place. We all know when we're tired and haven't slept well, getting up is extra hard. And it's the same if we're not eating the right foods to give us energy or we're not drinking enough water or we're not getting the right vitamins and minerals. So without trying to sound like your mum, make sure you're getting a good amount of sleep and make sure you're eating the right foods to give you energy. Now, this was the one thing that over the last month, this has been the thing that has stopped me in my tracks with my motivation. This has been the one reason why my motivation has dropped this month. And it's been the only reason is if I haven't had a good night's sleep or I haven't eaten the right foods, my motivation has taken a drop. But if you can keep on track of it, it will mean that you feel more ready to face the day, you feel more ready to go for it, rather than just trying to get through the day. So I do have a last thing to say on all of this, which is take a day off when you need it. This is one of the things that I've learned the most this month, especially. As I've become self-employed, it's very easy to just keep working and keep working and keep working. And as horse owners, we are all very good at feeling that guilt because a horse might not get worked one day or they might feel lonely if we don't spend lots of time grooming them one day or they might feel unloved if we don't give them treats or they might not have been able to move around as much because we couldn't get up to turn them out. But it's so, so easy to get to that point where you are exhausted and just getting through the motions of the day just to get to the end of it. But taking a day off or even an afternoon, actually, to be honest, even just an hour to just reset can make all the difference. And you absolutely cannot feel guilty for that. 
you'll be able to then put more energy into your horse or your friends or your training and you'll probably see much better progress anyway. So that is the end of all my information side. We can now move on to our questions and I've grabbed two questions off of Instagram this week and the first one is from Amy and she said I can't find the trigger point for when I lose my motivation so it's really really good one minute and then I've lost it and I just don't know what it is that's made me lose it so for this I'd say when you think about your motivation think about it as that level that we spoke about so you have a certain amount of motivation in you and if you do things that motivate you, that level goes up. And if you do nothing, then that level might slowly go down. Or if you maybe have a fall or a really bad training session and that makes you feel a bit despondent, that level could go down quite quickly. But the key thing is to keep checking in with yourself about how your motivation level is. And then when you start to feel yourself getting less motivated, you can then pull out those motivators that you know will get you feeling inspired again and boost that motivation level back up. The key thing here is to be really clear on what your motivators are. So you know exactly what to do to boost yourself back up again. Like with anything, it does take a bit of practice to get good at assessing how motivated you are and where you're at on your level. But after a few days, it literally takes a second out of your day and then you can carry on. The second question then comes from Gillian and she says, how can I keep motivated when the weather stops me from schooling regularly? So this is obviously difficult at the moment because arenas have been frozen, they've been flooded. You can't hire an arena because of lockdown. So a lot of riders I know are just hacking and it can feel like because you're not able to get into that school that you can't be progressing. So I guess the main thing I would say is that you can only do what you can do. You can't control everything that's going on. You can't control the weather or lockdown restricting your access to arenas. But what you can control is what you make out of the things you are able to do. So even if you are just able to hack, come up with lots of exercises you can do out on a hack that will help your training too. So transitions are a big one that you can do out on a hack practice your halt transitions and that's something that to be honest most people forget about in their training anyway you can teach your horse lateral movements like leg yields and shoulder ins out on a hack too so there is loads that you can do to feel like you're still progressing and you can actually make so much improvement in your horse when you are out hacking one thing i've done with a couple of my clients who have this problem is to do two normal hacks where you go for trots and canters and treat it as your nice, fun, laid-back experience, and then do two schooling hacks, or however many you want to do, but to separate your fun hacks and your schooling hacks. And in the schooling hacks, that's where you focus on your transitions, your halts, your leg yields. Another good one to practice is your transition from free walk to medium walk and back to free walk again. It's a transition that's really easily forgotten about in your training. And bearing in mind that walk is worth double marks normally in a test, that's probably a pretty good thing to focus on. From a motivation standpoint, definitely try the schooling hacks as they can make all the difference. 
but then make a list of the things that you want to focus on when you're able to use a school again. So this will help you to get it out, get it off your chest. And it will also mean that when you are able to get into your school again, you have a massive list of focuses for your training sessions so they can be super productive and super efficient. And then you'll feel like you're actually getting loads out of that. So there you have it, guys. This is the last one of our New Year's podcast series. It feels like ages ago that it was New Year's Eve, but... This last one, how to get motivated, how to stay motivated. We're going to do a quick recap of what I want you to do now. Or if you're mucking out or riding, come back to this part later and then you can get your notes out and start writing everything out that you need to do. So first things first, you're going to write down what areas of your life you feel unmotivated by. It could be right now, or it could be areas that you know you can become unmotivated in. Remember, you can write down one thing, or it can be 50 things, but as many as you can think of. Then you're going to write down your why. Why do you ride? Why do you have your horse? Why do you join into this whole equestrian world? What are your reasons? Then you're going to write down your motivators. What inspires you and gets you feeling excited to go and do those things that you sometimes feel unmotivated about? Is it tutorials or masterclasses or competing or going for a lesson? Find what works for you and what gets you excited. Then to remain consistent in your motivation, I want you to think of those five top tips. Number one, know where you are on your motivation scale and where your limit is so you can recognise you're losing that motivation and fix it before you've gone past your limit. Number two, schedule your motivators into your day or week or month so you can keep that motivation level topped up. Number three, when you're feeling motivated, don't stop putting the work in. Make a note of what it is that is making you feel so inspired and keep doing it. Number four, reward yourself for the little things and find reward that works for you. It doesn't have to be a physical thing either. Just taking a second and thinking, actually, I did a pretty good job there. And finding time to recognise those little moments can make all the difference. And number five, get your healthy habits in place. Good amount of sleep and good food to get you feeling like you have energy to conquer the day rather than just get through it. And finally, never feel guilty or afraid to take some time out for an hour or an afternoon or a whole day or a whole two-week holiday. You will come back far more refreshed with far more energy to put into your horses and your training and you will find that you'll probably progress far quicker after that because you have all that energy to put in rather than trying to train while you're completely burnt out. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please do share it. The best way to do this is to screenshot and then share it on Facebook or Instagram. Do tag me in it as well and let me know what you think of this episode and also the whole of this New Year's series. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Jessica Gale Dressage on both of them. And next week, we're going to be going back to our usual training episodes. And I picked a big one for next week which is all about the inside leg to outside rain connection.
So it's quite a big one to start off our first training episode for January. But thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, everyone, and I will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.